0: Hey guys, this is Pastor Mark Warren from Church at the Crossroads. Thank you for checking out our podcast. My prayer is that you're encouraged and challenged as you hear, understand, and obey God's Word today. Today we're going to talk about goals. And when I was... Uh, about 18 years old, I started working in the Newport News Shipbuilding and Dry Dock Company. My father retired from there. All my brothers worked there. And I graduated kind of early. I graduated when I was 17, and I just wasn't ready to go to college. I wasn't sure I was going to do that or not. Um, and I got, uh, got a job in the, at the shipyard, and I worked in a, uh, a drawing vault it was like a, like a room. It was like a bank vault. And I was the drawing clerk. And for eight hours, very few people came to get a drawing. So I had like, I mean, literally I had probably seven and a half hours every day where I just had to occupy my mind with something. And I asked my boss, what do you want me to do? He said, stay out of trouble. And if you've worked in the shipyard or you're familiar with the shipyard, that makes sense to you. That's a common saying. So I started, honestly, I started looking through the dictionary. I couldn't read magazines or anything like that or read books, but I I started to just think a lot. I would write. I could write on legal pads, and I just had to go through eight hours every day, and this went on for two years, and at lunchtime, once again at lunchtime, I had a full hour and I started reading. I started reading the Bible. What I would do is I would read like uh, the Book of Philippians for the entire month, and, and that helped me really understand Scripture. And in that time, I started making goals. I started thinking, you know, like I want to I want to graduate from college, and I started planning and doing things. And, and Paul kind of had the same, um, you know, mentality where he had some spiritual goals. But as I've prepared for this passage, the, the emphasis of Scripture is a little different from my goals. My goals, you probably can relate to. Many of you have goals for your family. Maybe you want to go to Disney World, so you save up money. Maybe you want to own a business, or you want to go to a different level. And those things are great, and we do that as human beings. But, you know, there are, are spiritual goals about things that you want to start doing and things that you want to stop doing that are a little more challenging. You know, and so as we look at this passage, the thought is, are you satisfied with where you're at spiritually? Are you satisfied with your habits, your spiritual habits? You know, we talked uh, to the men's breakfast, uh, you know, the other week about anxiety. Are you satisfied with the way you deal with anxiety. And my premise today is, if you're not satisfied spiritually with the way you deal with anxiety, then set a spiritual goal. And, and treat that goal the same way you would saving up enough money to take a family vacation to Disney World or something like that. If you will, you know, not to jump ahead into the message, but we're going to be talking about spiritual goals, and I want to encourage you as we, as we finish today, as we work through this, I want you to walk out of here with some specific spiritual goals that you can set and, and ask the Holy Spirit to just speak to you. Ask the Holy Spirit, say, "What? where do I want to change, or I mean, is there anyone in here who, who could say, I want to be the same person five years from now. I want to be just like me. You know, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to improve. I don't want to grow. I don't want to just uh, progress spiritually. I want to be right where I'm at, you know, because I know in my life there's are some areas that I would like to grow in spiritually. And we want to kind of look at that. So let's get into our text. But before we do that, I want you to consider that a guy named Brian Tracy said that only 1% of the population has specific written goals that they review daily. 3% of the people have written goals in the population, 3%. And of that 3%, actually, it's less than 1% review them daily. And actually, as I've prayed about this, and I've looked at it, and I've looked at Scripture A daily review of your spiritual goals would probably be the most important component because God gives us new goals. When you start reaching goals, when you see that you can set a spiritual goal, you can pray about it, you can read God's word for insight, you can uh, surrender to the Holy Spirit to have spiritual strength, and you can reach that goal. That goal, I graduated from college, and that might not seem like a big deal to you, but for me it was a big deal because I was a lousy student in high school. I didn't take home, I had a goal in high school not to take home one single book the entire time I was in high school. I was so slack. I mean, all I could think of was music or playing sports, and you know, I just did not take academics very seriously. So when I went to college, you know, after two years of being in the shipyard, You know, I wasn't very motivated, but a strange thing happened. God in his sovereignty, you know, God allowed me to injure, to get injured playing basketball in college, and I had to spend eight weeks in a cast, and I started to study. And when I started to study and read books, I said, man, I really like this. And, and I made a, you know, it was a pretty hard class and people were crying, the, you know, they were just crying over this history class. And so I was studying and I started making pretty decent grades and I said, I'm going to try to make an A in this class. And, and you know, and, and God just, you know, I realized something that if I would actually study, I would do well. And I started to do well and, you know, I finished college and and with God's grace, I've Went to school, earned a master's, and and school is no longer difficult. It's actually pretty, honestly, I can say school is fairly easy for me because I study, and if I study, it's easy. If I don't study, it's pretty hard. And so when you set goals, you God will allow you to reach those goals and actually exceed those goals. So don't think that... Um, you know, whatever you're struggling with, don't think that's the end. You can reach that goal, you can grow in that area, and then there will be new challenges, and you can become someone that you never would have thought you could become. You know, you look at the people playing music last night, those of you who were there, you know, incredible musicians. But I can tell you this, they, they learn how to strum one chord at one time, and they've grown, and we can grow spiritually. You can go far beyond what you think is possible because you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. You have a community of believers to support you. You have people who've, you know, the musicians here, our young musicians are surrounded by adults who play and who can encourage them and some who can uh, show them things to do. So it's a learning, growing environment, and that's what the Christian life was meant to be, is meant to be, and that's what Paul is trying to allude to. Why do people not write down their goals? Why do people not write down their goals? Well, according to Brian Tracy, there's five reasons. First, they're not serious. And some of you, you know, I was not serious about school, and as a result, I got the results that I did. When I became serious, I got different results. Some people don't understand the importance. You know, if you don't understand the importance of growing spiritually, you won't take it serious. But I could tell you, you might have a bad habit, and you might not think that's serious. But at a young age, if you maintain that bad habit, most of us in here can tell you that it will get worse. If you don't overcome the little stuff that's attacking you, it will become bigger things. The people who are alcoholics didn't set out to be alcoholics. Drug addicts didn't. When they went down that path, it began somewhere. And the person you will be tomorrow, you're actually becoming today. So in changing your thinking about goals, in writing down positive, God-honoring, Christ-centered spiritual goals, in pursuing them, and praying about them, will change the person that you become. It will change the person that you become 5 years from now if you change your way of thinking. Some people don't know how to do it. And we can show you. You know, there are people here at the church if you if you are sincere and you want to grow spiritually, there are people who can encourage you and help you. Some people are afraid of rejection. They feel like having goals will cause rejection amongst their peers. And other people are simply afraid of failure. They say, why should I make a goal? I'm not going to make it anyway. Why should I set a goal? You know, why should I say I'm going to start going to the gym if I know I'm not going to do it? Lots of people join the gym at the beginning of the year, I hear. And then by March or April or May, they've quit. And, And that's how it can be. But there are ways through God's word and through the Holy Spirit where we don't have to be a failure with our spiritual goals. God wants us to be successful. So Paul had spiritual goals. The apostle Paul had spiritual goals. His spiritual goal was that he wanted to know Christ. He wanted to know him in the power of his resurrection, in the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, in order that he may obtain to the resurrection from the dead. That was Paul. Many times in the Bible, he states spiritual goals. That was one of them. Paul had not reached all of his spiritual goals. Paul said, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect. Paul was aware that he had not arrived spiritually. The Bible does not teach perfection. It teaches that you and I can have a perfect relationship with Christ, where we're forgiven and we're made right with God. And then it teaches that we can progress. We can grow spiritually. And the way we grow spiritually is by reaching towards spiritual goals, taking spiritual steps to become more transformed and more like Christ. And we're not perfect but we're pursuing a greater maturity. And maturity is understanding this process and taking the steps. There are things that you can do to stop sinning. God does not want you to live a life of giving in to sin. One of the ways to grow spiritually is to identify the areas of your life that are clearly against God's word. Those are not things that you need to take on your journey. You know, if it's uh, over anxiety, if it's lust, if it's greed, if it's pride, those are things that are self-destructive. Those are things that do not honor and glorify God. And a spiritual goal, a clear, specific spiritual goal, is to say, I want to grow in humility and review it every day and pray. And when you identify the areas in your life where you're prideful or you think you're better than other people, you know, there are people who tear down other people to the extent that they cause disunity because they're critical of other people and they're outspoken about it. Other people hear that. And those people start looking at someone that they once viewed in a favorable way In a negative way. Because they were not even aware of those faults. And it's like a contagious disease that just spreads in a church or in an organization. And you you might struggle with that. And if your words, if you find yourself being overcritical of other people, set a spiritual goal to become more loving, more forgiving, and more accepting. And write it down in your journal. By God's grace, I want to become more loving, more forgiving, and more accepting of other people. When you wake up the next day, if you review and you say, I was at the office the other day and I started just criticizing this person or gossiping about them or slandering them, that was wrong. Ask God for forgiveness. Maybe call the person and ask them to forgive you for it. That will do If you ask people to forgive you for a specific sin, it will like jumpstart your spiritual growth. Because you're not going to do that every day. That's embarrassing. So it will motivate you to when the moment comes and you feel the temptation to talk about somebody, to make an observation about a fault of another person that's going to lead to other people looking down upon that person, you'll catch yourself. You say, God, help me. I don't want to do this. And he'll give you victory. You know, sometimes I remember a friend of mine, we were talking about a temptation. And he said when he felt the temptation, he would just cry out to God, please help me and deliver me in Jesus' name. And it was a group of us. And one of the guys says, well, I, I don't want to do that. And he said, why not? He said, well, I kind of want to give in to the temptation. Well, there's the problem right there. There's the problem right there. And I was thinking about that the other day as I was preparing this message and thinking through that is sometimes we, we want to sin. We don't want to be delivered. Because if we wanted to be delivered, we would cry out to God, help me. And if we cry out and we're sincere, the Holy Spirit will strengthen us and we'll resist that temptation and we'll start to grow. If we want to be intentional about our spiritual growth, we have to take steps. And I want to encourage you to write down what is your goal? What are you trying to do spiritually? Where do you need to grow? What are you not satisfied with? When you're having a moment with the Lord, when you're worshiping God, and your heart is laid out before God, and you're sincere and you're praying, what is it that you regret? What is it that you confess? What is it that you say, Jesus, I wish I wasn't like that. I'm saying you don't have to be. You don't have to be. You can be free. You can be a different person, little by little. Now, when you come to Christ, you give Jesus everything. But when you grow in Christ, and we're talking about growing in Christ today, I am making the broad assumption that you have a relationship with Christ. If you don't, I invite you to start first with a relationship with Christ. But as men and women, boys and girls, young and old, here today, with a relationship with Christ, God wants us to grow. God wants us to change. He's not demanding perfection. He is inviting you into that relationship and showing you how to grow, to let go of the past. And you're going to be, when you see the old passing away, and all things becoming new in Christ, you're going to be filled with joy. Let's continue with Paul. He said, he continued to pursue his spiritual goals throughout his life. He says, I press on, so that I may lay hold of that for which also, I was laid hold of by Jesus Christ. So when Christ died for us, Paul says, I want to live a life worthy of who Jesus died for. Christ gave his life for our sins. He died for me so that I can live for him. And Paul wanted to reach out and and grasp that. Paul did not dwell on the past. Amen? Your past, whether it was some good things or bad things or some hurt. You might have hurt. People hurt you. You might have mistakes. You might have things you're ashamed of. Let it go. We're not talking about the past. The past was, Jesus paid for the past. He died for your sins. Move forward, put it behind you. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, yet, because He will. He's going to finish his race. He's going to be perfect one day when he's in the presence of God. He's going to mature as he grows spiritually. But one thing I do forgetting what lies behind. Forget the past. You can't change it. You can't change it. I don't even like to think about it. People ask me about something, what about this or that? I don't even want to think about that. There's nothing that can do to help me today other than to learn and move forward. There is a future. There are people to help. There are goals to reach. There are things to overcome. And we have to reach forward to what lies ahead. And the past is in the past. And we move past it. If you get caught in the past, if you get bogged down by the past, you know who the author of that is? The enemy. He is the accuser of the brethren. This is the future. This is the future. You know, move forward in Christ to what God wants you to do. Paul was focused on the goal of his faith. He says, I press on to the, toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. When Jesus called you and I to follow him, he had a vision of the person he wanted you to become. He told Peter, follow me and I will make you a fisherman. men." Christ sees, he said, you are Simon, you shall be called the rock, home which I will build my church. He built his church on men and women who followed him and their confession of faith. He wants to do something in our lives. Christ has a plan. He didn't just call you to just have fire insurance. He called you with a tremendous purpose. So you have to let go of the past. That's not going to help you reach it. You have to move towards the present. And there's some things you have to become in order to do what God wants you to do. You're not completely ready right now. There's some growth that has to take place, some maturity. You know, he called you and part of following him is growing to become. Peter started, John started, and it took three years. And Peter got corrected a few times. If we're not going to receive correction, we're not going to grow. Part of that call, part of that growth involves correction. And it involves mistakes. You and I are going to make some mistakes. And I tell you, when you make a mistake in Christ Jesus, when you fall and you're truly born again, you learn more from that mistake than you can imagine. Because it humbles you. You realize that you have to let go of self-effort and you have to trust Christ. It is through the Holy Spirit, it is through a relationship with Christ that you become the person that God has called you to. And not everybody is going to go down that road with you and not everybody is going to encourage you. So you have to focus on Christ to reach that goal. Paul invited others to join him. I'm inviting you to join me on a journey to grow spiritually. We've grown here at the church. The church has grown. Many things have, you know, our music has grown. It was kind of funny last night listening to uh, Ryan from Outcry. He was talking, he was introducing unfiltered, and he said, yeah, we we went down to a Hosky, a Hoski, and he was joking about our name and, and and he said and this church is really cool like man everybody there plays guitar or something it's a bunch of musicians and and it's just cool our reputation you know I I feel I feel good about it you know we have we are we have a lot of cool awesome things we have tables and and we're just different you know we have a big ceiling we have plans for a bowling alley I mean, we are radical. We're not your typical, we are nothing like, you know, a, a white church with a steeple. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing. I, I love those churches. I love the people in those churches. I want them to be bursting out. You know, we were at a church, uh, Greg, Hurdle, the church over there where Greg Hurdle, we went, Amy and I went to a funeral there. And, and something. there was a movement or something in the floor gave in up front, and I'm like, good grief, this church is so old, the floor is caving in. You know, I pray for Greg. I rode by there uh, this morning when I was picking up Norma, and I was praying for Greg. I said, bless that church. There's room for lots of expressions of faith and lots of groups, you know? So we're, we're joining together to follow Christ the same way Paul did. He said, let us, therefore, as many as are perfect, That word means mature. That doesn't mean perfect without sin. That means mature. Let us have this attitude. If in anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. You know, as we follow Christ, some people are going to do things a little different than you. But God will show them and and show us as well. So let's summarize here. Do you have written spiritual goals? I want to encourage you to do this as we move towards 2021. You know, I'm gonna talk a little bit in the next couple of weeks about some spiritual goals that we can have here as the church, but I encourage you to write them down. You can write them in your Bible. I like to write them in my Bible. Goals. I like to pray. I like to pray my goals. I write goals for my family, I write goals for myself, and I pray, I pray through those. Written spiritual goals are a sign that we are serious about our faith. If you want to change. You know, I encourage you to just take some inventory of yourself and say, what is it that I want to change? What is it that you don't like about yourself spiritually? What are the things you want to change, whether they're positive or, or negative things? You know, what, what are those? We need uh, written spiritual goals. They show that we're serious about our faith written spiritual goals are important to measure our spiritual growth. The worst thing that can happen to us when we become a Christian is to go through life in 20 years to be the same person we were when we became a Christian. I encourage you to grow spiritually and not be the same person your whole life. To actually see God do and, and he can. You know, and there's so many people that that's their reality. And there's so many people that that's not their reality. And I think it, if, you know, I just feel like, have you ever met somebody who made a bad choice? And you said, if I just could have talked to him, You know, I've known people who have taken their life, and you probably have too. And you've, you know, I've said, man, if I just could have said something to him, I've known people, I have a friend, he had a son that made some bad choices. And when I talk to him, I feel bad because I, you know, I wasn't really part of his life because of distance. We moved and I I thought, you know, if I just, I just wish I could have been able to encourage and pray. and, And, you know, and the thing is, is if we don't take it serious and if we don't help people realize how important it is to set spiritual goals, then sometimes people's demons will destroy them. For some of you, I mean, this is life or death. For some of you, this is really life or death. You know, it, it determines so many, it determines the, the future of your children. It determines so many things, whether or not you overcome things that are self-destructive. Self-destructive things, and I don't know what particular issues we deal with. I know in a broad sense, general self-destructive behaviors. But those behaviors are not to be taken lightly. They have the potential to destroy us spiritually. And I'm urging you, I'm encouraging you at a young age or, you know, whether young or old, the next five or ten years of your life, you know, you can make, you can allow Christ to do some incredible things. And the sky is the limit. And we talk about the positive and we get to Focus on the positive, and that's really great. But the reality is I'm also talking about the negative things, that if we don't change those, they're going to keep us, not just from reaching our potential, but they could shorten our lives. They could destroy us spiritually if we don't make changes. Anything that comes to your mind that is in your life that is unhealthy or any positive thing that you want to do for Christ seize the day, write it down, claim it by faith, pray, share it with somebody, share, this is what I want to do spiritually in the name of Jesus, and allow God and God's people to encourage you. Written spiritual goals require our time, our prayer, and our commitment. It takes time, it takes prayer, it takes commitment to do these things. Jesus got up early in the morning while it was still dark. He left the house and he went to a secluded place and he prayed. Time alone with God. Paul said the goal of his instruction was love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. He had a specific goal in mind. He was very deliberate and intentional. You and I must be intentional about our spiritual growth, just like we would be about... uh, saving for a house or saving for a vacation. Written spiritual goals help us overcome our fear of rejection and failure. You know, I never see failure as the end. I see failure as an opportunity to learn. You know, it's an opportunity to learn. When I'm not successful at something, it doesn't mean I'm a failure as a person. It simply means that God is going to show me the answer through a different way, and I'm going to have to work a little harder. You know, many times when we first started teaching and preaching here and with the music. There are many Sundays where, you know, we had a, a small crowd, and it's not about numbers. And God said, you know, focus on discipleship. Focus on developing people. And now, praise the Lord, we're starting to grow. And And more importantly than just having more people in the building is what God is doing through people. That's what's important, to look around and say, you know, my friend Jacob, you know, we start a church, They plan a church, they're meeting every other week, so he's going to be able to come here, you know, as he has time, you know, to give us updates and the fellowship with us, God's doing something in his life, he has goals, spiritual goals, you know, we've talked about that, we've shared that, I don't give him my goals, he has goals, God has put things on his heart, and I come alongside as an encourager, I see God doing things through unfiltered. I see God using them. I see these young men growing. I see the youth growing. You know, I've been able to spend some time back there with them, and I see that they're growing. They're talking. They're serious. They're not perfect, but they're progressing. They're not perfect, but they're progressing. You know, we went over to uh, Chuck's house the other night with some of the men, and we ate with him, and he's he's. Excited about recovering. He wants to get back and play drums and, you know, praise the Lord. He's going to make it, you know. He's going to get back. And, you know, and and I see things are going well. And I see Tyler developing in his ministry skills and growing with the worship and his vision and his leadership of his home. And I see so many things. Jump on, you know. Hop on. You know, get get involved for yourself, you know. I mean, for your Your spiritual self. Let us encourage you. Be part of the encouragement in the spiritual growth. You know, we want to reach as many people as we can. Don't just let life pass you by and be in the same place 10 or 20 years. You know, next door to my mom's house where I grew up, my mom has passed away, there was a house right next door. The family, they had some kids and, you know, One of the kids, one of the young, you know, he stayed there his whole life. He never left the house. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. He had some sicknesses and all. But, you know, I think it's more exciting to to make a life and to accomplish some things. Most of us wouldn't want to live in the attic our whole lives of our parents' house and never do anything. You know, never never go out of the house. Most of us wouldn't want to sit up there and just have our food, come in and watch TV. We would want to do something. And I encourage you, with the God of heaven, who I was watching Cass play and Tyler playing, and it's all the compliment, you know, you got to get this cord here and all. If God made us so complex and so highly skilled, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, you know, these guys are growing, progressing musicians. You know, uh, I think it was this week or last week, Eddie Van Halen passed away, and you look at that man played a guitar. God is an incredible creator, an incredible creator, and his power is available to you and I. The Holy Spirit wants to work in us to accomplish and to do things for the Lord. Yeah, we need to overcome some sin and some baggage. But let's look at the positive and let's get rid of the negative. Constantly in the New Testament, you see Paul saying, let go of this, put to death this, get rid of this junk, press on to these things, love, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Pursue the fruit of the Spirit and let go of the negative qualities. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or fear, but a power in love and discipline. God's given, given you everything you need to reach spiritual goals in Christ Jesus and to grow. Paul's spiritual goals, again, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, in the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, in order that I may obtain to the resurrection from the dead. Paul wanted to have a relationship with Christ. I want to encourage you to have and develop your relationship with Christ. Second, I want to encourage you to grow. Paul wanted to grow in his relationship with Christ. To have, to grow, and then Paul wanted to serve Christ his whole life. As you grow, help some other people. There's two places you help people. Help them in the church, help them in the community. We had three goals I have for the church. That people will come to Christ, that they will grow in Christ, and that they will serve Christ in the community. That's guitar lessons, that's doing nice things, that's helping people, and then serve in the local church. I try to just focus on those three things and pray very specifically. If we can do that, if we can do that in 2021, if we can grow in this area and build upon that, we will be doing well. And some of you will look at that goal and you'll work with, the, with Crossroads to do that and then God will give you additional goals. There's room for that. We're not limited by what God has given us as a goal and a vision. God will give you more. There will be men like Jacob who will say, I want to plant a church and develop this church in Martin County. And we'll say, praise the Lord. We'll encourage you to do that. There's other other people in here who might have other goals, you know, and that's fine. But don't just pass time. It goes by so quick. Begin to set spiritual goals. Review your goals daily in prayer and time alone with God. That's how you fine-tune, because as you reach them, you know, you you set new goals, different levels, different devils. As you grow spiritually and overcome things, there's going to be more things that you become aware of that you want to let go. So you stop worrying, and you start to experience God's peace, and then God will say, hey, why don't you help other people? And then you start helping other people. And then God will say, why don't you train people to help other people? More will be done that way. You know, I don't want to just preach. I want to teach people to preach. I want to encourage other people to preach. Because I'm not going to be a preacher forever. There's a time span on our lives. So we have to develop other people. If we want to leave a legacy, part of our time has to be in the development of other people. So that they will carry on when we're not here. Our children will reach times and places that we'll never see. So we invest in them. Even when it's difficult. It's sacrifice. But if it's not sacrifice involved, then it's not worthwhile. Because if we just sit and do nothing, just time will pass. And our lives will quickly pass by. Focus on the future, not your past. You can't change it. Do you want to stay where you are spiritually in life? If you don't, you have to set goals and begin to ask God to help you change. We take the challenge to start writing down spiritual goals and review them daily. I encourage each person in here to spend some time in prayer this week to just get a loan. And, and I would encourage you to get a journal. Go to Walmart and buy you one of those cheap notebooks. They used to be 10 cents. Now I think they're about 50 cents. But it's still cheap. I remember when I used to buy like 50 of them when they were 10 cents. (laughs) All those little teeny 70-page notebooks. Praise the Lord. I've been through hundreds of those. I think other people have. Get you a notebook. Start writing some goals. You can read the New Testament in um, one chapter a day, five days a week. You can read the whole New Testament. You know, reading God's word, praying, uh, overcoming particular sins. Read God's word daily. Pray and ask God to transform you spiritually. Identify, start off and say, here's one thing I want to get rid of, and here's one thing that I want to do. And just start praying for those. And once you see God working, add, add to it. I remember one time I, I did like a 30-day uh, thing or I would pray something one day, and then the next day I would add a goal. I said, I want to have 30 goals. So I added one each day. Each day I prayed and I added a goal. Then I prayed for the other one. There's many creative ways, and there's stuff that other people have put out about this that you could just build upon it and pray that you would grow in love, peace, and joy. As we pray, uh, you see God doing things. If if you want um, if you want to talk, if you want a prayer, if you're here today and you just feel stuck, you just feel like, man, I, I just I just feel stuck. I'm not being the person that God wants me to be. Please don't walk out of here, or don't do, don't ignore it. Take a step. Do something about it. Talk to Amy. Talk to me. Talk to someone that you have seen um, here that you trust. Make a contact. Let someone know so we can pray for you. We are a family. There's no. Everybody has been stuck. Has been challenged at time and time. And we're here to help each other and to encourage each other. I don't want anybody to be left out in spiritual growth. I want everybody to have an opportunity to grow and to be the person that God wants you to be. Let's pray. Father God, we pray for each person here. God, each person is important and special in your sight. Lord, you've created us in your image. You've redeemed us on the cross. You've given your very blood and life for our sins and that you desire to live the life for us that you expect of us God that as our creator Lord we were made to be in relationship with you and Lord if that relationship's not right God I pray that you would draw us closer to you so that we could be restored and healed and changed Lord I pray for each person any person here that's dealing with addiction Lord or discouragement, or any type of challenges, God, I pray in Jesus' name that this would be a day that their healing began. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Visit us at crossroadsahosky.com for more information, additional resources, and service times.